0: I remember I remember the day that he finally just broke. He he didn't get angry. He he didn't throw a fit or anything. He just cried. He just cried. And for all of us that was an extremely like strange thing to see.
1: Hello, I'm Peter G. Did you know that one in six Tasmanians are a carer? A carer provides unpaid support to a family member, friend or neighbour with disability, mental ill health, chronic or life-limiting illness, or who are frail or aged, or have alcohol or drug dependence. As you'll hear, their stories can be challenging and heartbreaking, but also inspiring and heartwarming. This one in six podcast is presented by Care to Serve, part of the Carers Tasmania group. Care to Serve is the Tasmanian provider of Carer Gateway, an Australian government program offering free services and support for family and friend carers.
0: Hello, my name's Keelan. I live in Blackmans Bay, Tasmania, and I care for my father, Paul. Keelan, thanks for joining us. No, thank you for having me on. How do you think
1: about being referred to as a, a carer? Is it something that you've had right through your 20 years of life or is it uh, a recent sort of realisation that that's
0: part of what I do? Um, I think about it and I've been one my whole life for my father um, to an extent for my mother as like emotional support. But, um, yeah, for my father I've been one practically my whole life. It was, I never really had a title or a name for it but... Um, yeah, I suppose that's really what it is. <laughs> Can you tell us about your family, uh, who
1: lives in your household, uh, what's been your upbringing?
0: Okay, um, so suppose I come from a family of three boys, two older brothers, uh, myself, uh, my father, my mother, and at one point for 10 years uh, we had my mother's mother live with us, so my grandmother. Um, but as for background, my parents are from New Zealand. Um, so in some regard, I am half Moldy, uh, half indigenous, um, from my mother's side and on my father's side, partially Italian and Chinese and Samoan. That's a, a decent mixture. Yeah. Um, I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like a bit of a fruit salad, some people say. <laughs> you say that in your family or is it just, it's just normal? It's yeah. just normal for me. Um. Never really grew up with much of my dad's um, heritage very much, mainly my mother's. So, yeah. But you haven't always lived in Tasmania? No, no. I used to live in Melbourne, uh, born and raised there for about eight years. What brought you to Tassie? Um, My father's mental and general health. Um, Also, the price of living in Melbourne. It was, for us, it was extreme. my father used to work in construction, and much before that, he used to work as a chef in a five-star restaurant. As you can imagine, he used to make a lot of money, but he, with his bipolar, and a lot of these problems, we had no idea up until I was probably around seven and a half to eight years old that he had, you know, lots of, you know, major depression, anxiety, bipolar, diabetes, all these different things we didn't really know um, up until about that point in my life, um, but with his bipolar, it made him spend as much money as he earned. <laughs> so a lot of times we're living off of my mother's, you know, wages. Uh, there was a lot of fights when I was growing up because of all these different things wrong with my father. Yeah. Was your mother Donna a peacemaker? In oh, that she, regard? She tried. My, my mother is an absolute saint in that regard. She always tries so hard for everyone, whether it's her own family or her friends. I will say this, is that my father is a very kind and caring man. He is very kind and caring and hardworking um, and extremely strong, extremely strong to be able to go through the life that he did for all all of his life and, you know, trying to raise three kids, you know, trying to make sure that they're all, you know, well-fed, you know, make sure there's money in the house so then everyone has a roof over their head. So I'll give that to my father I'll give all of that to my father I appreciate a lot of the things that he tried to do for us even though he wasn't well when did your mum
1: and you decide that you know we need to sort of combine our talents
0: to, to look after your father in that way oh <laughs> um, probably by the time I was eight yeah about seven and a half when I was seven and a half to eight years old um, when we really found out what was wrong, yeah, it sort of became a bit of a, okay, we need to sort of work together to try and make sure that he's okay and do what we can. So was he still
1: going to work at that no. stage? Really? So he could not work anymore? No. So your mother is actually the breadwinner? Yeah. And, and how did you divvy up the, uh, helping your dad at, at home? I mean, when your mum was out at work what was he
0: doing? Um, So the first I'd say three or four years of us living here he spent a lot of time in hospital so not traditional hospital but mental health care hospital. So a lot of the times he was getting treatment there so he wasn't really at home for me to really look after him. It wasn't only until I was probably about 12 to 13 when you know he started staying at home more away from the hospital so that's when I sort of was able to care for him a bit more which was a bit difficult because you know starting high school and going through puberty it's you're trying to understand a lot of different things yourself understand the world for yourself and then trying to look after someone else it it's very difficult and you know you're met with so many different people through high school and uh, there's a lot of neg- negativity in high school I found so yeah it was, it was were you
1: f- able to put it aside when you got home and oh,
0: I'd always try I'd always try my best um I had a, a lot of sort of bullying issues at at school so it was it sort of became a lot harder by the time I was about 14 um yeah but I'd always try my hardest to try and put Whatever was at school, at school, and, you know, make sure that everyone else was doing okay. What were your older brothers doing at this stage? Oh, my older brothers, well, my oldest brother, he moved out because by that point, how old was I when I was about seven or eight? um, He would have been about 23, 22. So he was probably living with his, at the time, girlfriend, Um, back in Melbourne and my other older brother, um, he was a bit of a rebel with a cause (laughs) per se. So, um, he'd always stay out late trying to do whatever fun thing he could at that time, being a 17 to 18 year old kid, you know, just trying to find his way. But he's not with you anymore? No, no, um so three years ago he passed away from cancer um that was a a long battle for him because as i said when i was about 14 it was really rough because that's but about the time that he was diagnosed with stomach cancer and for our family that was quite devastating for my father it, it was very hard to understand like where did things go wrong and after he passed away it was a lot harder on him uh, as well. So he had his mental health and then all of a
1: sudden he loses one of his sons. Um, I guess he wasn't that um,
0: equipped to, to handle that, not that anybody ever is. No, and he, he tries. He tries to cope with it, but it's extremely hard. It's extremely hard. When you've got that tragedy in your family... And,
1: uh, you know, you've got your father with his issues. Is it time to try and look outside
0: the family for some support? I have a good circle of friends that I've met through Young Carers or Carers Gateway in the past. Um, And I also used to go to primary school with them. So they were a good source of sort of... uh, How do I put it? Sort of... Peer support. Yes, that. Are they... In a similar situation to you, these young carers. One of my friends, he has a older brother with autism, and then my other friend, she used to look after her stepfather. So you just unburden on each other, sort of thing. Did you? you know, sometimes it's sometimes like that, but in other cases, you know, you you sort of just hang out to forget about things for a little while, and yeah what would you how would you describe your day to day caring for your father now what what sort of things do you do for him well the good thing is is that he does a lot of things for himself um but other than that for what i actually do for him is you know make sure he's you know eating his breakfast lunch dinner uh make sure he's taking his tablets just very small things because yeah again he does a lot of things for himself. Okay, so you just have to really double check that he's done yeah, these things, yeah. yeah. Or else, you know, he ends up having a hypo, and that's never great. <laughs> there was one time where he collapsed on the floor, and oh, that that was that was an episode of a day. <laughs> so you keep that one in your memory banks for yeah. the next time, yeah. And your mum,
1: is she physically and mentally well, and able to make a contribution? Yes, she is perfectly fine. And where are you with your life now? Are you where you you know hope to be as a young man at this stage at twenty years? You know, have uh, you finished your schooling? Are you looking ahead to employment? You know, it's
0: strange. I I've thought about this before, and I think about what would myself as a kid say about where I thought I would be at twenty, and I am nowhere near where I thought I'd be at twenty. <laughs> Um, when you're a kid, you sort of think, oh, you know, I'll have a house, I'll have lots of money, <laughs> I'll have my car, <laughs> I'll have this and that. But no, um, I'm quite happy. You know, I'm not where I thought I was, at where I thought I'd be when I was four. But, you know, I'm pretty happy. I I do fencing um, as a little hobby for, you know, sword fighting fencing. Um, I go to the gym every so often, you know, just to sort of unwind. Um, I like to play the guitar and ukulele. It's a nice little way to relax. And How do you make ends meet? I'm currently doing a TAFE course, um, assistant teaching. So I'm working in classrooms. So hopefully I will get some employment in that part-time soon and in the meantime still doing carers sort of stuff.
1: So in your placements so far, are you <coughs> using
0: some of the skills
1: you learnt in being a carer? Definitely. Yeah? Really? Yeah.
0: Um, because you find that there's so many kids with a different sets of issues and a lot of them can be mental, mental issues. So, you know, you sort of try and remember things that you've been through, try and remember things that you've had to sort of do as a carer to try and help out these kids.
1: So you see yourself as you know, getting qualifications in this and actually
0: using it in the classroom? Yeah. How far away do you reckon you are? Oh, um, the course ends at the end of the year. So yeah, we'll see how I do. (laughs) Do you tell your friends that don't know anything about your background that this is what I do at home? I'm looking after my dad. Um, I usually tell my friends if I feel, you know, safe enough to, because you never really know how people will react. Um, there's been a couple of bad reactions a couple of times when I was younger. Um, never really understood why because, you know, you, you're helping your parents, but it is what it is. Um, but generally, you know, everyone's pretty all right with it. So do you think your dad's
1: now in a good enough place that you can now look to move ahead with your career? Oh,
0: definitely, definitely. There was a lot of time... Spent for me looking after <clears throat> the people in my household. And the one thing that my older brother that passed and my mother, they used to get scared for me in the fact that I wouldn't do anything outside of being a carer, that I wouldn't, you know, have an opportunity to live my life to the fullest. I'm just 20 now, and I've got so much of my life ahead of me. I want to at least do a couple of things for myself, like, you know, traveling overseas, I suppose, you know, at least going to a couple of tournaments for fencing, of which that's coming Sunday.
1: <laughs> that's um, great. Yeah. yeah. And that,
0: so you're going into state to actually yeah. fence. Wow. Yeah. It's a very exciting thing for me. Very exciting. Um, yeah. I used to do swimming competitively, but I never got that far. Do you think
1: some people feel guilty about wanting those sort of things that are in your position? Um, no, I've got to put that – I've got to push that urge down because, you know, I've got more important things to do at
0: home. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand that, that thought of mind. I used to sort of envy a lot of people that would have that sort of freedom, um, especially when I got into college – Like, so that was really only a few years now. Um, But, yeah, like high school, college, I used to envy a lot of people that sort of would, you know, be able to go out to parties or, you know, go out and, I suppose, you know, live their life. They
1: didn't have the responsibilities that you had and couldn't appreciate them.
0: Yeah, yeah. What
1: about you know when a partner comes along and you you're looking perhaps to move out of
0: home? Is that going to be a real wrench for you? I think by that time when when that time comes, I think things will be okay. My mum should be able to handle it by herself <laughs> by that point. But it doesn't mean I won't drop in every so often to just make sure everything's okay. So do you feel like you're
1: uh, you're past the worst in looking after your, your father?
0: Definitely, yeah.
1: Why is that you're doing because you've done such a good job? Ah, uh, come on,
0: I don't want to pat my back that bad or that that much, but um no, honestly, like it's been a an effort between my mother, myself um and my father, of course, is that of course, with, without his own efforts, he wouldn't be as good mentally as what he would be. So
1: when he was working hard, he would overload himself. Oh yeah, definitely mentally.
0: Yeah, of course he. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to really understand fully the amount of mental and emotional toll that working those hours did for him. Working under construction, like he used to be on top of like, like the really big cranes. Like he used to go on top of those, and he. He used to do lots of crazy things, <laughs> lots of scary things like that, but he used to love it for some reason, and my mum would always tell me that when he would work, he would work like 10 men. But
1: that took a toll on him because you know, physically, yes, he might have been able to cope, but mentally he he couldn't?
0: no. By the end, no. I remember I remember the day that he finally just broke. He he didn't get angry. He he didn't throw a fit or anything. He just cried. He just cried. And for all of us that was an extremely like strange thing to see. As I said before, for him to you know, take that long to break. Impressive, but You can only battle your demon so long. Yeah.
1: As a young carer, have you got any advice for anybody that thinks my situation's a little bit like Keelan's here um,
0: that you could pass on to them? Things do get better. Things will get better. Make sure to, when you've got time, make time for, you know, having friends and hanging out with them at school. Make sure you have time for yourself. Do things that you love to do. Find a passion of... Something that you'd like to pursue. I mean, as I've mentioned before, I've recently found fencing, um, and that's become quite a, a a big passion for me at the at this moment in time. Um, and it hasn't impinged on your caring. No, no, um, because it only runs a couple of times a, a week and it's a couple of hours, so you know it's not too much. And you know, I've got friends online. Um, And I actually do something sort of similar to a podcast, but like, uh, have you ever heard of Twitch streaming? No, you've uh, you've lost me there, explain. It's like, it's sort of like a podcast, but like you're sort of doing a live sort of video thing of yourself doing whatever. You can play a game or, you know, play music or, you know, just talk. How often do you do this? Uh, Whenever I've got time. (laughs) Um, So it, it might be like once a week. I might play a game with one of my friends online and, yeah. And and anyone can tune in and watch it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It, it's, a very, it's a fun way to just sort of hang out and sort of gain a bit of an audience and, yeah, I just do it for myself. And, yeah, just find something in life that you love, pursue it, and you never know how far you're going to get. And...
1: An organisation like Care to Serve, the Carer Gateway, where's its role in
0: that? They organise sort of getaways where you can sort of hang out with other people in a similar situation to yourself um, or, you know, just sort of a, or someone different, someone in a different situation to yourself, you know, that falls under the role of being a carer. Um, you know, you can do things like bowling or going to the gold-class movies. You can go for a camping trip for a couple of nights. There's lots of different activities that I've gone to do through Carer Gateway um, since I was probably eight or nine.
1: and so, a lot- so they've provided that respite for you without you even really realising that what what it was.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you meet a lot of fantastic people through those uh, getaways and those activities and yeah it's just a nice way to sort of get out of the usual sort of homes home mindset and you know just hang out with people your own age or around and yeah have fun
1: Keelan thank you very much I think what we can see is light at the end of the tunnel here for you and your whole family and uh, that must be very satisfying for you yeah
0: thank you very much for having me on here Peter If you care for a family
1: member or friend, Carer Gateway can help. Carer Gateway can support you to navigate the maze of supports, connect with other carers, talk to someone confidentially, get help with your caring role, support with your goals and residential or emergency respite, all for free. Call 1800 422 737 and press 1 or go to carergateway.gov.au. Carer is open Monday to Friday, 8am to 5pm. If you've enjoyed this podcast, share it on your social media channels or tell a friend who could benefit from it and enjoy listening to it. I'm Peter G. Thanks for listening.